Good morning, everyone. Coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East. It is Inside the Eye Live with the Fed. If it was up to me, I'd dump the Israelis tomorrow. Heck, did I just hear someone tell a standing member of Congress that if it were up to them, they would dump the Israelis tomorrow? <laughs> Sounds like something you might hear right here on Inside the Eye Live. man. Oh my God, you have to listen to that show. He was brilliant. Absolutely. I didn't know he had gonads of steel like that and a mind like a frigging razor. I didn't realize he was so clear. He, he cut through this that cognitive dissonance that is going on in the whole Patriot music movement. And now it's time for Inside the Eye Live, intelligent media for the politically aware. All right, everybody. Uh, from Riyadh, I thought I was ready. The capital of Saudi Arabia, this is The Fetch, and you are live Inside the Eye. Today's date is Saturday, December the 5th, 2020, and a good Saturday morning to all of you listening out there in the United States and Canada, and a good late afternoon, early evening to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones, and of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. It's been quite a comfortable day here, a good late fall day, I should say, here in Riyadh. It's been actually very quiet, too the neighborhood just not a lot of screaming kids or anything like that running around it's been very very quiet and i kind of like quiet i get i don't know if it's my old age or what but i like quiet so it's been nice comfortable uh, cool 82 degrees isn't so bad the house doesn't get all that hot the house has already cooled off now it's not like the summer days where you felt like you were in an oven it's very comfortable here I've got all the windows open everywhere. The only problem with that is that the dust collects in about, I don't know, four to seven hours. So you're constantly dusting your house. But that's the price you pay for the cooler, fresh air. Or I guess you could just lock everything up and just, I don't know, breathe the stale air. I don't. I, I guess it's your choice, right? I prefer the somewhat dusty uh, <laughs> fresh air for myself anyways. Let's see. We're currently sitting at... Uh, 76 degrees at just after 6 o'clock in the evening local time. We'd be going down to a t- low of around 60, 61. I didn't actually check. Let me see if I can check quick enough. Uh, I can't because no windows are open. But I think we're going to be doing 60, 61, 62, something like that. It's going to be um, just a nice evening. I may actually go outside tonight, sit on my roof after the show. This is my last week of my contracted work with uh, the university system here. So I'm not sure I'll be working again next fall or next, next. Uh, oh, I don't know what you call it, next year, quite honestly. I'm not sure if the university, what's going to be happening with that. But uh, because of the COVID, I was kind of drawn into service this year. So we'll have to see how things are going to work for me going into the new year. But for now, everything is great. Thank you. Hope things are going well with you. I know for a lot of our audience, the tyranny, and it really is tyranny that we've been witnessing going on in the United States, Canada, UK, 
other Western nations, by Western I would talk about Australia, New Zealand, Germany, France, etc., Italy for sure, uh, hasn't been so good for a lot of people out there. And it's kind of interesting. Somebody sent me a video. I haven't actually watched the video. But there, there is an all-out war going on against American, uh, let's just say against the middle business community. And you just have to wonder, really, just how long this can go without some blowback. And so far, there hasn't been all, there's been some blowback, but I'm talking about violent blowback. When you have police showing up or sheriffs showing up at people's businesses and literally using violence, criminal violence, I might add, because they do not have any real legal authority to do what they're doing. As far as we can see, there is no pandemic. There is no real health emergency. These are essentially mm, uh, diktats from tyrants, petty tyrants, dictators, and they are basically doing the bidding of dictators. And at that stage, the police who are involved in this and the sheriffs who are involved in assaulting and attacking businesses, they become criminals themselves. And they become criminals in, I don't know, costumes. You know, they got uniforms. They, they pretend they're somebody important. But ultimately, these police, these sheriffs, you know, I've been watching a lot of these videos going on around Europe and Canada and the United States. And ultimately... We have to consider these people, if you want to put people in quotation marks, to be enemies of the state. And the state is us, the people. Not the state is that of the corporatists out there. And I've been thinking a lot about this, you know, as we witness what's happened with the election this year. Americans and people in the West need to change their mindset a little bit. And one of the key things taken out of this recent mm, election, if you want to put that also in quotation marks, is that you, the people, are not in the minority. You may have thought you were, but what this showed is that you're not. It really is going to come down to, can you organize in an effective manner the same way that the left is paid to organize. Remember that. The left, the communists, the Democrats, the Antifa types, they are paid to do what they do by all indications. That's what it appears to be. They are actually paid to do what they do. You, on the other hand, all of us, on the other hand, we are not paid to be out there protesting. So I was trying to, I was thinking here to myself, how do we remedy some of these situations? There's so much to do, so much on the political front to take care of. The fraud we have seen, the ongoing coup d'etat against the United States is absolutely mind-boggling. And I see it taking place across so many different fronts. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today or a lot of bit about that today. Some other things we may be talking about is the Project Veritas and CNN uh, some of Trump's ideas, some of the deep state movements going on or purported to be going on. And I don't know, whatever else comes to mind, quite frankly. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do today because I just sat behind the computer about 10 minutes ago. And I, I guess that makes for a good rant show because I guess I got to keep the jaw moving for three hours. So I hope you're going to enjoy the show, everybody. Um, we'll do our best for sure. 
and hopefully we'll get through three hours of intelligent media for the politically aware. You know, three hours of intelligent media for the for the politically aware is probably a lot better than three hours of bumbling. Uh, bumbling for, how do I say that? Three hours, three hours of intelligent, oh, bumbling media. There you go. Three hours of bumbling media for the politically inept. How about that? But we're not politically inept here by any stretch of the imagination. Let's see, chat room. Let's just kind of go into some of the early formalities of the show just to get me warmed up a little bit here. Uh, chat room is going to be open as always at the start of the show and it's already open. It's at insidetheilive.com. Click on the live chat button or you can go forward slash live underscore chat, which is what I generally do because it's cached in my browser. So we are pulling that page up now and let me pull this off so I can pull it up at any time. And it looks like I'm going to connect. I think I'm going to connect. It's it's popping yellow right now. That's not a great sign. Let's see if we can connect. Also, telephone lines, though, while it's connecting, one three two three two seven five one three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. That will also get you in the door, uh, at least into the mix. Telephone lines are generally we prefer you open it. It's okay to open early, but unless we got something to really talk about, we just kind of started. Uh, we like the second, third hours the most because by then we've kind of set the table a little bit. Okay, live chat is today not loading. Wow. Some days it loads, some days it doesn't, guys. And in this case, it is not loading. There it goes. Okay, good. It just did go. I reset it. All right, Salman MG, Ike, Ike's out of Germany. So welcome. Uh, new, new name. Rumpel Fritzkin. Okay, great. Anyways, it's already doing pretty well in the chat room, so join us there. All right. I got to get my voice. I got like a frog in my voice. Uh, where were we? Um, I want to start off, I guess, about the election. Obviously, I've been up. Well, not obviously, but I've been up every day kind of watching what's going on in the election, trying to figure out what's going on. And as I see it, there are two things, two veins to this election going on. The first vein is, well, I guess there's many veins, but one would be the, let's just call it this way, the public vein and the private vein. And the public vein is what's available for the public to see. And the private vein is more, with the intelligence services working to do what they need to do, and that's all conjecture and speculation, because quite honestly, we don't have a clue. Excuse me while I drink something there. Now, one thing I heard a while back, we've had something like uh, 43 different lawsuits brought into into various venues in the United States, whether it's Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada, uh, Georgia, and Arizona being the primary targeted states. And of these 43, roughly 40 have been kicked out. In other words, what's been happening is that the courts are simply not accepting any of the lawsuits. 
Now, they like to say that, you know, the Trump team has lost 43 cases so far. I saw that from this nutcase Democrat in Georgia the other day, uh, watching yesterday, quite frankly. And, of course, 43 would be a completely erroneous thing. There's only three so far that have been put forward by the Trump team, if you want to call it the Trump team. Another issue I heard, and this goes down to the very uh, core of the problem in America. And I heard Trump complaining about how the courts just don't want to make a decision. They don't want to take a stand. They don't want to um, make, you know, make, make that decision. They're just not doing it. They keep kicking it up, kicking it up, kicking it up. And there's something that very few people perhaps are willing to discuss. And Trump himself is one who should know better. And here's the issue. To defend yourself in the United States due to the way in which, to include Trump now, due to the way in which the security forces, and I'm speaking from an international point of view, the police, the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, all of these various institutions are, to put it in an international perspective, security forces. It is their job to protect the health, welfare, and well-being of the population by creating an effective counterintelligence network or intelligence network, as the case may be, to make sure that those who are exercising their rights as citizens are able to do so with as much freedom of movement and speech as possible. Now, we've heard that there was one election witness, and this was brought out by uh, former National Security Advisor, uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. He spoke Thursday, and he was saying that price prices, really, are being paid by Americans speaking out about fraud and irregularities. And he went on to say that one person had their tires slashed. Another had their home broken, not just once, but twice. Uh, they've purportedly been forced to move. Another person, they say, is now in ICU. It says here, quoting, I'm aware of people who are witnesses, one of whom is in ICU. Another woman who's had her house broken, etc. Well, that, Mr. Trump, is the failure of your security policies. That's the failure of the police. That is the failure of the NSA. The failure of the Department of Homeland Security. So when you are in the United States and your security forces are essentially enemies of the people, this also applies to the judges. Now some of these judges may actually be on your side. They may. I'm not saying they are because we know there's a lot of treasonous judges out there. But a lot of these judges really may be on your side. But guess what? Because Trump has not 
really focused on the welfare and security of the American people. Judges, even if they're on your side, may not want to take the risk of making a ruling which will result in maybe their family being targeted, maybe some of their close family members assassinated, uh, maybe great harm to their personal well-being. These have to be factored into the equation here. We saw the witness up in Michigan, and you have some black communist thug asking this witness for her exact name, the spelling of her name, her maiden name. And of course, if you have all that in the United States, you can find pretty much anybody if you really had even a nominal skill in in tracking people down. So what has happened in America is that the Trump administration has done nothing to protect the health and welfare of the American people when it comes to defeating or combating this internal violent enemy. Now, a lot of you recall the Charlottesville incident. That was almost like a setup. And we had a lot of our people inside of our semi-circles here, our circles, extended circles, admittedly, not an inner circle, but extended circles. They were part of it. They were part of the planning. They were part of going to it. They were part of promoting it. But ultimately, that proved to be a setup to shame white Europe Americans essentially Americans, folks, the original Americans, the ones who built the country for the most part, it was, Charlottesville served as as really that, I don't know, that mesmer, the dreidel point, the example of what can happen to you if you actually speak up for your rights. And Trump did nothing. What Trump really has done, and nobody, once again, I'm not against Trump as a as what he's doing here. But there has to be an extra layer to the discussion. If Trump wants people to start to work more, and 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 they call them the patriots. Okay, fine, the patriots. The patriots are going to be responding. They're going to go out and they're going to effectively, we hope, continue to fight this attempted coup d'etat by Jewish operatives with, they claim now, the CCP. I hear that term so much I'm getting nauseated by it, but but it, there is something to, to do with that because obviously we did see that this pandemic, which set up the voter uh, mail-in fraud, all originated from China. We see that from a propaganda point of view, if not a health, real health issue. So these are issues that's going to have to really look be looked into sooner rather than later. What America has is an intelligence service and a largely security force services from the police to the sheriffs and then into the counterintelligence and intelligence networks. If you're American, they're either one of two things. They're grossly incompetent or B, they're enemies of the people. That goes for the FBI many elements of the Department of Homeland Security. That goes for many of the police departments in America. That goes for many of the sheriffs in America. These people are not Americans. They are an internal enemy of the United States. 
And this is an issue that has to be resolved as part of this attempted coup against the United States. I have seen just too many, honestly, sheriffs coming into businesses, acting like Guido the the thumper for the local mafia, uh, just assaulting pretty much anybody and everybody just because. At some point, that has to be ended. It has to be ended. You cannot live in a state of freedom when the local security forces, whether it's police or sheriffs or whatever, are behaving in a manner that makes them essentially mafiosi or mafioso. I'm not sure what the term is. That has to end. And that's got to be part of the discussion moving forward. What do we do about the criminals that are the police? What do we do about the criminals that are the sheriffs? And that's not targeting all of them. That's recognizing that within this greater effort to purge the United States of internal enemies, the most dangerous enemy of all remain the criminal element within the police departments and within the sheriff's departments and and then as by extension from there, the health departments and anybody making mandates that impinge upon or infringe upon the rights and freedoms of the American people. And this goes throughout the West. I mean, it goes on into Canada. You can see it clearly on display right now in the United Kingdom. It's going on inside of Germany. The elites, the ruling class, the ones that have never been elected to office, but who got into their positions of power through absolute fraud. That's another lesson we should have learned from this this election cycle. None of these politicians, absolutely none of them, should be presumed to be in office based on the will of the people. Every single one of them, from Merkel to Gavin Newsom to Whitmer to Cuomo to Pritzker, Pritzker I think his name is, up there in uh, Illinois, none of these people should be presumed to be legitimate holders of those offices. Not one. Very clear. Once you have fraud, and we see a fraud like we are seeing inside of the United States, it is a fraud from a legal point of view. Fraud vitiates all things. That's common, basic, old school American legal legalese here. Fraud vitiates, it nullifies every single element of a contract. It's as if the contract were never signed. Once we accept this idea, and then we start to go after the politicians for this, with a laser focus to audit every single element of every single politician that is targeting the American people, We should, if you find fraud, they should be arrested immediately. Or if you must go through the courts, they should be 
work to such that they are forced out of office and never allowed to run again for their lives. But we should, again, and I've been saying this for so long, and it's not, to me, it's not being discussed nearly enough. Every town, every council, every city, every state, every country for that matter, but in the United States, let's stick to the county, states, towns, wards, prefectures, whatever you want to call them. Every one of those that is taken over through illegal means is a micro coup d'etat against the larger framework of the United States of America. And as a nation, we should view that as an attack on the United States directly. That means that if a governor gets into that position, that governor's decisions are going to affect the larger body politic of the United States. Look, the states run your own elections, run your affairs the way you want, and as long as everything is clean, the federal government should keep their nose out. That is the genius of the American system. But the second that anybody in a city, a county, a state, and on and on, that accesses that position through any type of illegal fraudulent, you could call it fraudulent means, we should view that as a micro coup d'etat against the larger, greater United States of America. They should be treated as enemy combatants. They should be hauled away in the dead of the night, and we don't care at this stage if they ever come back, and they should be replaced. That's the level to which this may have to go, and it is the level to which you might want to start factoring in and considering for yourself. It's the Fetch, everybody, Inside the Eye Live Intelligent Media for the Politically Aware, and we'll be back with more right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is the Fetch, Inside the Eye Live Intelligent Media for the Politically Aware, and I just want to say happy Saturday to you, wherever you might be listening out there. I know we're all over the world, quite frankly. I know that for a fact. Because I see you sometimes in the chat room. Hi, it's such and such here in Australia. It's like this in Germany. It's like this in Belgium. It's like this in the... So anyways, I know, guys. And that's just the chat room, guys. Uh, who knows what's really going on out there, right? Anyways, welcome back again. Uh, I hope you're having a good Saturday. Let's see. It's this for sponsor and supported radio. It does rely upon your donations to help keep the network alive, up and running. Obviously, without that, we're not able to keep this show going whether you like it or not, that's just the way it is. And, um, gotta, just gotta, we gotta pay the bills. Uh, so I'm thinking here we're doing good going into the Christmas season ourselves. So we want to thank you for all the support this past year. Seriously, it has been fantastic. We managed to get through the year without having to do too much private outlays here. So as a listeners, you guys have supported this show fantastic. We really definitely want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And then we're going to go into next year. We'll put our budgets together, try to raise that money again, like we've been doing for eight years now. You know, we've had so much help, honestly, over the years to make this thing work. I remember in Jordan, uh, going way back, if you remember the days in Jordan, 
we had the early cath reports and all this stuff. We had all these kind of cool stories. And I was sometimes working with a literally a four or five dollar microphone. And I remember one time doing the show and I had like nine kittens and the wire was kind of long dangling below my feet and about 25 minutes left in the show. The cats basically chewed right through the wire. And it's like, well, okay, that's the end of that show. See you guys next week. Couldn't say anything. Just we went silent because there's just nothing we could do. The mic was dead. Uh, I remember that. That was kind of a fun story. You know, we've had a lot of great stuff over the years. So, and that's all been made possible by you. For instance, the microphone and everything I've been using to this day. Believe it or not, I was, some of you heard the old story, I was basically down and out. It was very difficult. I was left in Jordan with $10 in my pocket and like three months back rent due in a place, it's a foreign country, I don't know too much what's going on, and talk about having to think on your feet and it took me a while to recover. But literally, I was left in a foreign country with $10 in my pocket and uh literally, well, maybe $14. But anyways, it wasn't a whole lot more than that. So it took me a while to get things up and running. And during that time, the customs, when they wanted to get the, uh, when I wanted to get everything out of customs, the custom put some ridiculous figure. The whole thing was worth about $100. And maybe, maybe a little bit more, but not a whole lot more than that. The customs put a $500 fee to get it out of, out of Hawk. You mean to clear it from customs. Well, that wasn't cool. Somebody had already sent me, sent all this stuff to me, paid for it. This stuff was actually released from customs by a $100 donation from a Palestinian guy. Seriously. That's how everything got released from customs. I took the money. I went down, got it released from customs, and uh, I've been using it ever since. But that's the type of support sometimes it takes. Sometimes we're better off than other years, that type of thing. So, guys, just keep that in mind when you, you know, right now when things are up or down, when you can, support what you can. Seriously, support what you can. It's so just so darn important to do uh, what you can for what you like to hear, uh, the efforts that people do for you, whether or not it's, you know, I guess uh, in real life or here in the digital world uh, for content uh, creation. So just do what you can do. The ITEL Cat Report, it's proudly sponsored by North Kakalaki Trading Post, good services and solutions for all creatures, great and small. It's inconveniently located at the corner of Walk and Don't Walk and by Blackbird Nines Breakfast Club, a radio show hosted by Frederick C. Blackburn. He's an NSA whistleblower, a 9-11 truth advocate, a former North Carolina House candidate, and a former 32-degree Mason. And you can hear uh, his show every Wednesday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. on the Spreaker radio network. And for more information, be sure to visit blackbird9tradingpost.org. That's blackbird9tradingpost with an S dot org. You know, interesting. He actually came out with a show this week on Henry Ford and, uh, seemed like it was a barn burner show. I haven't given it a listen yet myself, but if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, it came at a time when I saw the exact same content matter being used in other different venues, other different content producers. So it must have been just the week to talk about Henry Ford and the International Jew. And uh, 
I'll tell you, anything on that topic, it's worth generally a listen if you are not yet versed in precisely the real nature of the enemy within. As far as the Ito Cat report, I have virtually nothing to report about home. Absolutely nothing. You know, we've been so busy, to be honest with you, with the salon, with the canteen, with uh, some other stuff we're trying to get going. We, I, They just don't send me any pictures. They're up. You know, they're asleep by like 7 o'clock at night my time or before. Uh, that's like 7 o'clock my time is like 12 o'clock at night. And they're even before that, actually, they're they're in bed by like 4 o'clock my time. And then they're up at 3 in the morning. So they work really, really hard right now in the Philippines because uh, it's tough. It, you just got to work hard. All of us do that have opportunity. We have to work hard. So nothing at all coming out of Jordan. Just absolutely nothing. Here locally, though. We got a lot of cute critters. I'll be honest. It's a, it's a fair, it's a, I'm in a private, well, private, it's not private. It's a residential neighborhood. It's an expat neighborhood. A lot of Filipinos here. A lot of Indians are around. I'm the only American, by the way. But I, there are mainly Filipinos, Indians, and a couple Pakistanis. It's just, there's no real Arab slash Saudis in this neighborhood. So if you want to talk about quote unquote diversity, Well, okay, uh, this is an area where they have been ethnically cleansed from the area. So you gotta be careful how you say things sometimes out there. Obviously we are here legally under some type of contract to aid and abet the plans of the kingdom. And so, uh, that's different obviously than just allowing unbridled immigration in the West, which is what we see going on. So anyways, we got one little guy I'm trying to capture a little bit. He's got like, I don't know. One eighth of a leg left. He's, he's got literally one eighth of a leg on his right side, you know. White, whitish cat with some black specks all over him. He's filthy, by the way. Uh, white doesn't do well if you're a feral cat. But he's, uh, he's kind of cute, man. I see him every other day. He kind of gives me a look. I'm like, okay, dude, I gotta try to get you some food here, but you gotta stop running away from me. And there's just so many cats lately. The weather's been so fantastic. It's almost interesting. You'll see like four, five, six cats sitting at the trash can just waiting. <laughs> They're waiting. Like, when are you guys going to bring some old food out here? We're we're ready. We're hungry. And uh, I, I haven't had any food to really give them. It's quite frankly, I've been eating everything that I've been making. So no, no food left. Sorry, guys. But, yeah, not a lot to do here. You know, not a lot to say for the, the critters. It's not like Jordan where it gets really cold. It's just beautiful. Actually, it will in about another month or two. But nonetheless, it's just been very quiet. Unbelievably, I don't know if it's mating season or not, but I've heard a lot of fighting going around. It kind of scares the heck out of you when it shows up right outside your window. Uh, it's like, dang, guys, that was kind of loud. But not, nothing much to report, guys. So that's the ITIL Cat Report Inside. At, again, brought, proudly sponsored by North Kakalaki. Trading Post, good services, and solutions for all creatures. Uh, great and small. Check out blackbird9tradingpost.org. That's uh, blackbird9tradingpost.org. Moving on to the Oive moment. Again, we don't have a sponsor for the Oive moment at the moment either. And what we'd like to do, if I could find this story, it's coming out of Greece. Let's see if I can find the story quick enough. It's out of Greece. Yeah, there it is. I'm going to have to change my no, not that one. This one. Okay. i got to change my position here because it's on a different laptop. <clears throat> Let's see this story here. Okay. 
Sven Gitmar. It comes out of the times of Israel. And it is, the, of course, the Christmas holidays. We do, of course, see, by and large, a Jewish war against the West. And you know, this one is going to just piss Jews off. And uh, what it is, is it was written in Greek. It was written on, quote-unquote, a Holocaust monument, which is a fraud, by the way. As far as I'm concerned, every single Jewish Holocaust monument should be torn down as an abomination to truth, ethics, and fairness. Uh, they should just be torn down. But in this case, it went out there on a Jewish fairy tale monument, I guess you could say. They believe this crap. I don't even know if they actually believe it. it, it, it just, how stupid are these people really to believe this crap? But nonetheless, you suspect they don't. They want to use it to terrorize really the rest of us. But nonetheless, it wrote here, Jesus wins. It's, it's Christmas time. Jesus wins. Graffitied on a Greek synagogue and a Holocaust fraudulent. Can we call it a monument and a fraud, a monument and fraudulent? Fraudulent? Anyways, an it says here, an unidentified man spray painted the words Jesus wins in black on the walls of a synagogue in Greece and a nearby Holocaust monument. The incident Thursday in Larissa in northern Greece was reported immediately to police, but the man fled before he could be apprehended. Witnesses described the man as middle-aged and said he was holding up the sign with Christian religious symbols. Police are looking for the man, the Jewish community of Lurus reported on its website. In 1944, and they will always do this, guys, understand the unethical, um, how do we want to say this? The unethical, amoral nature of Jewish writing, Jewish uh, presentation of data. This is the story. But if you notice, if you follow this criminal, amoral, psychopathic culture, which is what I view it as. I'm assuming I'm allowed to have my, I'm assuming I'm allowed to have my opinion now. Jews are going to sit there and scream, oh, you can't do that. Well, then maybe you Jews should get some mental help. Maybe you should go see one of our psychiatrists, not one of your Jewish psychiatrists for your problem when you think that people are not allowed to have an opinion on this great planet in this massive universe of ours. No, Jews, the world does not revolve around a psychopathic pack of insane criminal religious lunatics within the Judaic culture. Goes on to say in 1944, Nazi occupied. It was always Nazi. They saw very well. They saw the problem that Jews presented to the world. And they're one of the last great civilizations to actually see the problems of Jewish uh, culture on the rest of the world. It says here that German, it should have just read, German occupation forces rounded up the Jews of Larissa and nearby Trikala and imprisoned them in a military garage. Oh, for shit. Oh, poor babies. Oh, that's sad. They were put into a, they were put into a military garage. And then, of course, now comes the great lie. It says here, they and the Jews of Ionina were sent to be murdered. No, they weren't sent to be murdered, you lying pieces of crap. Seriously, you're, you're just lying pieces of crap. This type of stuff has been going on for 60, 70 years. And in, in some respects, guys, when you're talking about a war against information, a war against fairness, is it, 
should we really consider these Jewish stories to be uh, nearly criminal in nature, treasonous in nature? Because they are intended to harm the nation. They are intended to harm the psychological well-being of the host nations within which these cowards wish to live. Should we really not begin to calculate that the Jewish people, those who adhere to this philosophy, are nothing but amoral criminals within our midst? Is this something that we should consider? Now they will say, no, no, no. Well, you consider, see how many Jews consider us white people to be criminals just by virtue of us being white? You're all white supremacists. You're all Nazis. Funny, my, my relatives were fighting against Germany, which was an amoral war, to free you idiots in the Jewish community. Where's your monuments to my relatives? Where is your praises of the great services that the American GI did for you Jews to free your asses from the depths of your terrible situation in Germany and, and greater Europe? Where are your monuments to us? You ungrateful, loathing, garbage people. That's how I view that. How dare they sit there and claim victimhood all day and not once do they offer one single monument to the country that did and sacrificed so much to bail their asses out. Think about that. Next time some Jew whines about how everybody's oi anti-humidic. Hey, shut up and give us our monuments, buddy. Seriously, take your crap and shove it back down your throats. This is where this has to go. Because essentially, anti-Semitism, the charge of anti-Semitism, is the pinnacle of cancel culture. It is the ultimate expression of this abomination called cancel culture. So we should view, since it is the pinnacle of the pyramid, we should view all cancel culture as nothing but an adumbration or a projection of Jewish hatred for freedom of speech, Jewish hatred for logic, reason, beauty, understanding, empathy. In other words, these people have proven to be time and time again anti-human. They are almost as if enemies of humanity itself. And that's an issue that people should, must, perhaps, Discuss amongst yourselves, quietly, privately. Make sure you get involved politically. Have an eye out for the Jew. They have an eye out for you, trust me. Every time you say one tiny thing that the Jew sees as being remotely against their interests, they're going to hound you immediately as an anti-Semite. Their radar is so fine-tuned and so too must yours be. And you must never back down from this race of cowardice losers. They only benefit because good people say nothing. And that's something I heard in Los Angeles. Dennis, how can you blame the Jews? You let us do it to you. In other words, they know we're screwing you, but people don't stand up for their own rights. And that's what has to happen now. And I'll tell you, we have a huge problem in the United States. Huge problem in the UK. Huge problem throughout the West. And what is the one, um, what is that one single issue that unites them all? 
Jewish control of the political system. So the problem must be Jewish control. Now, when I hear all these things ongoing about the election in the United States, foreign interference, the CCP and Venezuela and Russia and everybody else, I guess, the one foreign power that is never brought up or discussed is Israel and the internationalists that call themselves Jews. Because the internationalist is itself a non-state player, an international terrorist of the highest degree. Listen to Klaus Schweiber, I think the guy's name, Franz Klaus or Klaus Schweiber or something like that of the World Economic Forum. What is it, Klaus? What is that guy's name? I forget his name, man. I think I'd have his name memorized by now. But look at all the internationalist guys. From Bill Gates, although he's a quote-unquote an American citizen, he's an internationalist. And look at Soros, he's an internationalist. The Rothschilds, internationalists. Ultimately, the enemies we have within our, our midst that must be dealt with are the internationalists. China cannot do what it's doing without the aiding and abetting of Jewish culture in America. Trust me, you've seen some of these videos coming out of these idiots in the black community committing all this crime and fraud and using their quote unquote, their criminal propensity to try to steal the election, which is nothing but aid and abetted a coup d'etat against the United States. Do you really think they are that smart to pull this whole thing off? I don't think so, personally. I think all of this has to do with Jewish, with Jewish uh, power, Jewish money, Jewish planning, Jewish organization, etc. Hi. Now, another issue is that within our own lands, we see that Jews want all of us to bow down and serve them. They think that they're gods. You know, they think that the goyim are inferior to them. And they truly believe that. I think if you were to talk to any Jew out there, uh, even last week, you know, we had, we had, uh, uh, Gilad Atzman on and, and we had a fairly interesting conversation with Lonnie up in Canada called to confront him a bit. And if you really listen closely to what Gilad was saying, he was telling everybody that Jews have nothing but contempt for non-Jewish people. He said, he basically said that. He said that, oh, the dialectic is if we don't get the dialect. He's trying to educate us that we don't get the dialectic. We get the dialectic. Jews want to control all aspects of the, of the discussion. We get that, Gilad. That's why we think that all Jews are a problem. Because they can't be trusted no matter what if they're within your midst. Because they're not interested in solving problems. They're interested in controlling the situation for their own selfish, greedy, evil benefit. So, hmm, let's see here. What else? You got a top English soccer club. It's now under fire for not endorsing international anti-Semitism definition. And think about it. Why do Jews need to define anti-Semitism when none of us had an input on this? Nobody developed it. What is anti-Semitism? Anti-Semitism 
The very first tenement should, tenant should be anti-Semitism is a healthy response to Jewish practices and policies. That's number one. You can be anti, anti-Jewish. Jews anti-Semitism is a cover word for Jews saying anti-Jewish. That should be in the definition. Anti-Semitism is a phrase used by Jews to silence the majority so that they can continue to plunder and rob our countries. That should be included in the definition of anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is a trick to silence everybody and to use that label to attack and assault anybody that stands in the way of the Jews. That should be part of the international definition of anti-Semitism. In other words, this going, oh, if you don't support the stupid idiots over in Israel, you're an anti-Semite. Oh, go blow up your, go shove that, you know, get it out of my face. But see, they want to use this to criminalize you. They want to use this to destroy you. Which makes Jews what? Exceedingly, at the very base element, unethical, amoral. Well, criminals are a legal term, so you really, maybe you can't uh, use criminal here, but certainly the amoral, unethical, uh, vindictive, uh, dishonest. You, there's nothing that comes out of the current use of this anti-Semitism definition that makes any sense other than to put Jews in the worst of light as being a despicable people that really warrant nothing but our disdain. How dare they come into our countries and demand that we bow down to evil, which is at the very core of Jewish society. There is nothing. Guys, you cannot convince me by reading the Talmud, by reading the Torah, that these people are beneficial to humanity. You just can't do it. They're murderers. They're psychopaths. They're child sacrificers. Hell, they were, their greatest story is, well, Abraham was gonna sacrifice his kid to God and God stopped them at the last second. They're child sacrificers, guys. They don't do their own anymore, but they're probably doing maybe your nephews, your aunt, your nieces, maybe the kid down the street. See, there's a real battle going on behind the scenes here against a murderous Literally vampirish cult. You know, when they talk about Bolshevism, they didn't call it Bolshevism back in the 20s. They said it was Judaism. They said it was Judaism. Some may call it Bolshevism. I think his guy's name was Rabbi Wise. He said some call it, Ju- some call it Bolshevism. I call it Judaism. There's your primary target. Always has been. It's the Fetch, Inside the Eye Live, Intelligent Media for the Politically Aware. Back with that more right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch, Inside the Eye Live, Intelligent uh, Media for the Politically Aware. Again, and really, we're now a month. Wow, get that right. We're a month into this post-election cycle. Uh, It just doesn't seem to want to go away. But it's been very revealing. And I think a lot of, I don't think, I know a lot of Americans have really started to wise up to the fact that uh, things just aren't right and the 
in the state, things are not well in the kingdom. Uh, things are not well within the states, the counties, etc. And, and really, I would hope, I would really hope at this stage that the American people, the patriots, if you want to call them that, those of you who really do care about your country, community, etc., that perhaps over the next decade or so, we redouble, triple down on getting involved in the politics of what's going on and try, 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 if you can, to make a difference, to make a positive effort uh, or a po- to make an effort to make things positive is, I guess, a really a better way to say that. <clears throat> you know, looking at the presidential election, I, I want to play this clip here. And it comes from uh, Donald Trump, his, what he considered his most important speech ever. Um, which was, I think, aired last Thursday, maybe. I think maybe Thursday. And let me, just for the sake of it, let me play this clip for Trump. Don't characterize what we did before as a mistake. Oh, that's not Trump. That's not Trump. That's uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, We'll get to Nancy. We'll get to you later, Nancy. I know you'd like some mic time, but hold on a sec. I want to provide an update on our ongoing efforts to expose the tremendous voter fraud and irregularities which took place during the ridiculously long November 3rd elections. We used to have what was called Election Day. Now we have election days, weeks and months, and lots of bad things happened during this ridiculous period of time, especially when you have to prove almost nothing to exercise our greatest privilege, the right to vote. As President, I have no higher duty than to defend the laws and the Constitution of the United States. That is why I am determined to protect our election system, which is now under coordinated assault and siege. Now, that very term there, folks, is somewhat into a state of war type of phraseology. And that is exactly how things are going down in the United States. We've had a couple interesting developments. Out of North Carolina, we had some bodies showing up outside of a base in North Carolina. One, at least one of those, was a Special Operations Forces guy. We had, I think her name is Lofler, which is a running for the GOP senatorship and senator for Georgia, yeah, at the federal level, running to become a senator of Georgia to the federal government, uh, to the Congress, and her, one of her staff members was killed in a car crash yesterday. Uh, you've got Trump, well, these are just two of the issues. You've got people being hospitalized. You've got people like within the Democratic establishment literally trying to dox people. You have people losing their jobs because of what they have said about what they saw. These are all parts of a, I guess you could call it, fourth generational warfare, some type of kinetic warfare going on here between the two sides, between the democratic, the international globalist Jewish side, and the populist, at least more populist, uh, Trump side. And that's really what the battle is going to come down to across the Western world. We can't worry about Asia so much. Asia runs on its own time sequence, its own morals, its own values. Same here within the Middle East. I just want to add, by the way, talking about the Middle East. From what I've heard, uh, again, the uh, 
government here in Saudi Arabia is going to open the borders completely next month. That's what some people have told me this week. Again, I've asked to get that confirmed, but we may actually have fully open borders now by the end of this month. We are still waiting for final confirmation on that. Obviously, it doesn't matter much because if you can't travel anywhere, you just can't travel anywhere because everybody else is still closed. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. You know, the Saudi government, seriously, guys, the Saudi government, they're smart people. Independent of what you may think of what's going on out there, the Saudis are really, their government is smart. They got a lot of, that doesn't mean all of their, all of their policies are, are smart, okay? Uh, not, nothing against the government, guys, but you guys know what I mean. Some of the policies, people just shake their heads and say, what the heck is my government doing? I don't know what they're doing, but they're still smart people. And when it comes to this COVID thing, they've actually, they played along with the World Health Organization back in the, the deepest part. And I don't even think they wanted to do it, quite frankly. I don't think they wanted to. I think they were like, if you heard our show Thursday, it sounded more like the government here was just kind of like playing along because they felt like they had to play along. They just had to shut everything down because, hey, everybody else is doing it. Let's shut down too. That's what it felt like. They did their dry runs. They did their... They did their checkpoints and they did their curfews and they did everything they can to test because you could look at this as a dry run for a totalitarian shutdown of a country. Uh, They did that. It was rather effective, but they didn't shut everything down. They left a lot of people able to work and move. It wasn't like a 100% shutdown like the idiots we have uh, working in the United States, you know, the governors, et cetera, in the United States. Anyways, that's a side issue. I want to go off to another issue real quick, and that would be the Philippines. I know some of you like to hear about the Philippines. I've learned about that over the past week. <clears throat> I'll tell you, I was hopeful the Philippines would start to get smart, but the problem with the Philippines is they're not, without getting people angry at me, I, I just don't find them to be leaders. I don't find them to be strong leaders. Duterte, the president, he's shown himself to be a, a somewhat of a populist when it comes to taking down the CIA's drug syndicates. They had a massive war against drugs a few years ago, and in this area, things have been cleaned up quite a bit. Corruption inside of the government has been cleaned up quite a bit. In fact, it's much better than it was uh, many years ago. It's safer. Honestly, it's a much safer community than it was before Duterte came to power. So he's done a lot of good in this regard. But when it comes to the international side of it, they're not a leader. Duterte is not a leader. He's a follower. He will do whatever the World Health Organization essentially tells him to do. He doesn't appear to have a staff or a team around him that is quote-unquote conspiratorial enough to advise as to just what really is going on. Give you an example. Tucker Carlson came out with a piece the other day, and actually I have not. Tucker, if you got people listening on this show, uh, pass this on to Tucker. I haven't really watched anything. I've watched maybe seven minutes, if that, since you went after Powell. You've actually kind of left a really bad taste in my mouth, and that's maybe I'll come back to listen to you, but right now I just can't take you anymore. So everything I get from Tucker lately has been secondhand, but what Tucker did, 
he went out and they had a piece on the Red Cross. And the Red Cross came out and tested their blood supply from 2019. And lo and behold, everything tested positive for coronavirus. Tucker, not being the brightest cookie on the street, wanting to play along with this stupid, lame World Health Organization, COVID is everywhere nonsense. He tells his audience, this is parap- uh, this is what I'm hearing, because again, I didn't watch this myself, but uh, someone sent me the information. Basically, he's telling everybody that this proves that COVID-19 was around since before it was even reported in the United States. No, Tucker, you idiot. It proves that the testing itself is 100% fraudulent. This is a pandemic being maintained through fake fraudulent testing and they are rushing through exceedingly dangerous, damaging vaccines on the back of fraudulent testing. And furthermore... Most of the deaths being out there aren't even caused by this darn thing. The major deaths in America, 40% of those occurred in five states where the governors forced elderly people to commingle with the COVID patients, which could have been nothing but exceedingly virulent flu for all we know. And you know what? For all we know, these hospitals, these elderly healthcare facilities, They murdered them. You can't discount that. These people are that cynical, they are that sinister, and they are that sick. You cannot leave off the table the fact that the hospitals killed these patients and the nursing home facilities facilitated and killed these patients equally. All to drive up the casualties, so that they can then justify the fear and get everybody out there and start to take this vaccine when it comes out. Another very strange thing. Somebody sent me something today. They got one of these swabs and they took it home and they did some investigation. It looks like, it looks like, but again, this is only one. I'd want to see like a lot. Who knows, right? There's too much fake news out there, but it looked like there's a holographic chip right on it, right on the swab, tiny little, Holographic, it's almost clear chip, clear as day, right on the testing swab. So you just don't know what's going on out there. When it comes to the medical establishment, they have declared war on humanity. They have. And we have to accept that as a new reality to how we move forward in this world today. The medical establishment has declared war on Humanity. Go back to the 2009, uh, what do you call it? It was the Rothschild, I think World Health Organization or some, I don't know which organization it was. Maybe it was UN talking about vaccines. And Kissinger stated openly, when the people accept mandatory vaccines, it's game over. We will be able to call the population and we will make billions doing it and the people that we're killing will pay for it. That's an open statement by Henry Kissinger. That's not a joke statement. That is a willful statement by a leading elite of this planet 
calling for the deaths of billions of people. And yet the guy walks around as if his S doesn't stink. The guy's whacked. He should have been in the docket for war crimes in 1975. And there's another issue here going on. Now let's move on back over to... I want one other thing about the Philippines before I move on. This week, they started doing contact tracing. Do you realize how stupid this is? You've got a bunch of idiots sitting in health departments. They're going to go ahead and put some type of system in place to contact trace everybody. For what? Literally for what? The, the health people inside the Philippines are like children. I swear. And you know what? So are the governors. So are the police. So are the sheriffs. Anybody following this, you know, you go into a store and you see all these people wearing their masks. And they're all like taking it so seriously, like they're, oh, those so important. It's like, you know what? You're just a bunch of children. Basically, you got mommy and daddy and the government telling you to go wear your mask. They tell you when you can eat. They tend to tell you when you can go outside. They tell you when you got to be home at night. They tell you when you can go to work, if you can go to work. They tell you that you have to go to church or not go to church. The population is like a bunch of children. And in some respects, it's almost like, all right, it's going to get, it's getting tougher and tougher to stop the vaccines. So why don't we make a deal with the vaccine people? All of these idiots over here that are wearing the masks like this, go ahead, inoculate them. I know you're going to kill them. You know you're going to kill them. You know you're going to damage the hell out of them. We know you're going to damage the hell out of them. They're too stupid to get it. They're walking around like, Mommy, Daddy, can I please get my shot today? Listen, here, go experiment on them. Let's carry on this battle another day. We're going to let this go. But we eliminate, eliminate liability protection. There is not a single vaccine company that should have any liability protection here. You want to go ahead and kill people? Go ahead. But the more people you kill, the more we send you into obscurity and you will cease to exist as a company. And we want to go after your R&D people. We want them executed for crimes against humanity. We want your board of directors. We want them executed for crimes against humanity. We want your primary investors. We want them executed for crimes against humanity. And then let's start playing the game real. You want to kill everybody? Okay, fine. Then let's just call declared open war. Your health people or your board of directors goes down. Your research scientists go down. Your investors go down. And then you can go ahead and take out about, I don't know, 20,000, 50,000 pawns. What do you think? Since you're the queen and we're the pawns, we'll sacrifice 50,000 pawns, but we want to take all the queens. We want all the queens you got on the board, guys. How's that? Anybody stands in their way, they get executed. How's that? Since you want to kill everybody, that's how people should be talking to these pharmaceutical companies. Listen, if I'm in the mill, if I'm in the, in the political world, I'm going to talk like that. I'm not going to hold out. I'm going to say, really? Prove to me that this is quality. I don't want the FDA. You give me your research. I will do it myself. So let's start with your ingredients. Let's start with how it works. 
I, I don't care about the FDA. The FDA is a scumbag organization that nobody trusts anyways. Forget the FDA. Let's talk man to man. I'll get my scientific people. If I like what I hear, I'll go ahead and give you my blessing. If I don't like it, then I'm not for it. You got a problem with that? And that's how people should go against this. Screw the FDA. Screw the CDC. They've been shown to be so inept. They're part of the problem. And now you've got this stuff being rushed in the UK. They're rushing vaccines. It's like they can't get to this fast enough. Oh my. And you know why? Because it's shock and awe. Their whole story is falling apart. You know, we've, we've been down this road, those of us who are old, we've been down through this. 1974, you had the swine flu. Wow, killed a lot of people with what? Vaccines. 2009, guess what? Same thing. Vaccines. Guys, they've been at this game over and over, and the only reason they're going over and over again is because there are no repercussions against them. If they want to sacrifice their best and brightest... To kill 10, 12, 20,000 people and maim 100,000, 400,000 more. Then now it's a game of chess. Go ahead. You do this and you give up 15 to 25% of your CEOs, all of your research staff, all of your investors, and we'll sacrifice. Then we'll sacrifice. See, they want to play war, but they don't want any repercussions against them. That's where the issue is here. It's a one-way street. It's always that way. And to those of you like me who've been dealing with Jews for years and years and years and like forever, it's always a one-way street. There's never any repercussions back. And that's where we are at today. We get to this election. You've got Trump. He's out there saying, I need to protect the integrity of the, of the nation state. Listen, this is a coup d'etat. This is a coup d'etat. It's not like a micro coup d'etat where you have some Democrat idiot who could not do a damn thing in their life if their life depended on it, taking over a particular city. This is a whole organized effort to take the United States for themselves. For themselves. Guys, we're 80 million strong. The MAGA movement, whether you like it or not, it's an 80 million strong movement. That's about as core as you're going to get when it comes to strength. When you talk about critical mass, 80 million is a huge number. Now, do they get the Jewish angle? No, there's lots of Jews up at the top supposedly making good decisions with Donald Trump. Now, the truth of the matter is, is that if Donald Trump wanted another four years, and this was all just about Trump taking another four years, they would have prevented all this stuff from happening because there's no way you can tell me they didn't know what was going on. There's no way. There's just no way you can tell me Trump and his people didn't know what was going on, especially inside elements of the Defense Intelligence Agency. Just no way. They knew. They had to have known. If they didn't know, this is one of the greatest, F, uh, greatest, um, what's the word I'm looking for? This is one of the greatest expositions of ineptitude we've ever seen. If they didn't know a thing. But I believe they did know. You know, Trump's already said, look, Biden can have the office if he can prove to us that he has 80 million signatures. 
Just prove it. And that's the way it should be. Instead of constantly, I, every time I get on my cell phone in the morning, first story is something about how Trump lost. This has been debunked. That's been debunked. Nothing's been debunked. It's clear as day. Again, the treason of the media knows no bounds. This is no, I swear, this, what I feel like I'm living through, honestly, what I feel like I'm living through is the troll wars of 2004, 2005, 6, 7, where you got a bunch of classless idiots out there getting their lulls at everybody's expense. They're just, oh boy, isn't this funny, 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 yay. We just stole Pennsylvania, yay. And if you don't accept that you're an anti-Semite, you're a racist, you're a bigot because you don't accept what we said, yay. Welcome to the Gay Niggers Association. Same thing. We're dealing with the same classless bunch of idiots, but this time it's for all the marbles. Literally every ounce of this country is at stake today, tomorrow, the next day. Now, do I really think that Biden is going to be installed? No, actually, I don't. I honestly, I don't. I will be hyperventilating, perhaps, if he is. But uh no, I don't. I, I think there's a 99.5% chance that uh, Trump is going to overturn all of this because there's two facets to this. There's the very public side, and that's for Joe Public out there. And I was thinking today, you know, you've got the public side, and then we talked earlier today about the private side. The private side, really, when you think about it, is the secret side of life, the side that nobody sees, nobody hears about. When you read the executive order, I think it's 1384 that Trump put out on September 12th, 2018. The reality of that is in 2018, America was well on to its way to recovering already. Well on its way. And the Republicans probably won that election. Probably. In 2018. Was it 2018? Yeah, maybe 2018. They won that election. So the infrastructure was being put in place to not allow the Democrats to ever steal again. And what are the Democrats? The Democrats are those segments or sectors of society that by and large don't work. Their only way to make money is to control the flow of government so they can basically send it back into their pockets. Tell me a Jew works. How many Jews you know actually work? Oh, we're in the, we're in the news business. Yeah, let's lie 24-7. Basically you go to work and you just lie all day. Yeah, that's great work. Now I'm not saying that the film industry isn't work. It is actually hard work. Uh, for sure, it is hard work, but hey, you're making what, tens and hundreds of millions to billions of dollars essentially to spread filth? Who needs it? You have all these Jews working in nonprofits, and 600 Jewish nonprofits came forward supporting BLM, so how can you tell me that the Jewish, Jewish society en masse doesn't support terrorism? Against America and against Americans. Hey, Goy, Goy, hey, Goy, Goy, uh, we need to send another four, four billion dollar over to, 
oh, over to Israel. But in your country, we're going to support terrorism against you. Something's kind of off here. It's the Fetch, everybody. Back right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Fetch inside the Eye Live Intelligent Media for the Politically Aware. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. It's Saturday, November, not November, December the 5th, 2020. We're now a week, a month, and what, two days after the election, something like that. We are also getting very close. I think December 14th is supposed to be a date where you're supposed to start seating all of these electors for the Electoral College. Uh, very interesting. Um, not sure how that's actually going to play out. It looks like uh, we got a lot of movement. I hear uh, Governor Kemp in Georgia is actually calling for a now an audit. They did an audit in um, Arizona. They did a hundred ballots. A three there was a three percent margin of error, which is ridiculous, quite frankly. That's a huge amount. All of that in favor of Biden. So they've now issued another. The courts have issued another grant of another two thousand five hundred. They have been able to secure some voting machines. They, meaning the Trump administration, his team has been able to secure a voting machine, I believe, out of Nevada, also out of uh, Georgia. But then, uh, as we were discussing going into the break, well, first of all, before we get going on this, we're now halfway through the show here, uh, InsideTheILive.com is the chat room. You can join us in the chat room inside TheILive.com. You can click on the live chat button. We are still humming along, not like we were earlier today, but we are still humming along. Uh, Tumming means more than 20 people in the chat room, guys, and that's actually more people than I saw at most, uh, at most, what do you call this, uh, most, um, uh, Biden rallies. <laughs> you know, so basically I should be able to get 80 million votes. Trust me, I can get, now we know why Biden didn't bother. You know, he, he would have been just a, a, uh, an impediment to the goals of the Democratic deep state coup plotters. And uh, they were gonna they were gonna steal it anyways, so they didn't care. And let's be honest, um, you're getting dead air there. Okay, that's not good. If you would like to call in, that last line was dead. Again, three two three two seven five one three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. Not sure why or when it went dead. Normally, you get like this in the in your ear when something goes dead. And, uh, we did not get that, so I had no idea. Um, caller is not on. Fetch is on, but no caller sound. Yeah, we, we dropped the call, guys, for the caller, so don't worry about the caller. You can call back in, 1323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314 if you'd like to call in. All right, that always screws up my rhythm just a little bit, but let's try to keep this thing moving along. You know, there's a, I don't, you know, there's this one website. They dangle a lot of really juicy titles, but I can never get it here in the Middle East. No matter what I do, I can't get the title. And so I just have to skip it until I can start to verify this guy's stuff. He just, I can't get his, uh, can't get anything. Let's see, you've got California lawmakers, uh, they've been heading out to Maui, which is of course Hawaii, during the middle of this quote-unquote this pandemic, while telling Americans, I guess, that they're supposed to all stay home. Uh, what else is news real quick? I wish that story, I could see it. 
I don't know if you guys saw any of this Georgia hearing, but let me go back to the, again, where we were at before the, the, the bottom of the hour break. When I look at what's going on inside the elections, okay, I see the public side of it. You've got the Sydney Powell and her story. You've got the, the legal team with Giuliani. Sometimes he annoys the hell out of me. You have the Lynn Wood side. You have the Trump public statement side. You have a lot of different private lawsuits that just don't seem to go anywhere. That's for public consumption. That's kind of what's going on. But then you've got the more hidden side, the one that says this is all just one giant sting operation. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you, if it was a sting operation, it would be an absolutely ingenious move. Let me see if I can get this to work. Hi, oh, I know why it's not working. Okay, going out to the 678 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. How many times you hang up on me last no. weekend while you were entertaining your Jewish Well, you know, I don't know. Did you call last weekend? Uh, yeah, that's that's real. Anyways, how you doing, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm do- you know, let me tell you something. The only reason why I ever called your show was to put Frank in his place. Yeah, He's but leave Frank now. Leave, now. Let people I rest. no yeah. more reason to call you. You kiss Jews' ass on your show, and that's all you do. Okay, is that it? I've never trusted you. So. Okay, then. You, but but I appreciate you listening. I do appreciate you listening. All right. Okay, uh, that's the rabbi. He doesn't appreciate the way I handle my Jewish calls, so that's okay. Um, let me put, put that. I now know why the sounds weren't coming through. This guy, I don't know why he gives me like 15 different uh, NPA and NXXs too. Uh, anyways, going back to the election. Look, there's the hidden side of this. And what is happening to the United States, without any doubt whatsoever, is a coup d'etat against the nation. By any definition, that is putting the American apparatus, the government, which is theoretically you, and of course, by extension, you, the public, in a state of war. You're in a state of war. You're taking casualties from this enemy. When witnesses come out and they get put into ICU, that is taking a casualty. When you come out and you lose your job, that is taking a casualty. You are taking casualties. What's happening on the left is that we don't see any casualties really being taken yet. Now, there are those out there that are saying, look, no, it's really going on, man. The CIA's involved, uh, the DIA, uh, FBI, everybody's in on this game, and they're all fighting. They got their turf wars going on, and they are battling this out in the shadows and it's not all that well in American intelligence, secret intelligence world land. It's actually very dangerous right now. And that may actually be the case. And I suspect it might be the case. And the reason why I say that is because when you look at the Trump executive order, this entire 2020 election 
scenario or cycle. It fits the scenario written into that 2018 executive order. If, if Trump really did put this in play, and we do know that the director of an DIA, director of intelligence agency or something like that, has to give Trump a report by December the 18th. It's a 45-day window for these people to submit their reports all the way up to Trump. So there's still a lot of time left. I, I tell you what, when Trump said live the other week, he said, look, uh, if Biden wants to take the presidency, he can prove that he's got 80 million signatures. That's true. Show us you got signatures, dude. You know, why are we having to prove you're fraud? Why don't you prove you actually won the votes? Just show us the signatures. It's not so difficult. If you really think you won, show us. Show us. It's not so difficult. Show us you won. Now, also, you've got Dominion voting systems. Do you realize the highest per capita use of the Dominion system was in what state? It was in Georgia. There's so many machines in that state. They probably blanket uh, the most from the next two. It's not quite that bad, but it's pretty darn close. Georgia was supposed to be the hub through which the Democrats, the CIA deep state, the Obama uh, hangouts, holdovers, etc. were going to retake the nation through Georgia. Now, up in Pennsylvania, we have had so much evidence of fraud I don't know why there aren't any arrests yet. I honestly don't know why. Uh, I don't know what happened to the, for instance, the U.S. Postal Service guy says that he had a trailer filled with probably a couple hundred thousand votes, ballots, and he drove them up from New York into Pennsylvania, and the next thing he knew, his trailer was stolen. Okay, so where's the trailer? Where are the ballots? Furthermore, if, if, Trump was able to watermark all of these ballots and they know where everything is. Okay, I guess you can't come forward with that in public. But um, I would assume he's got pretty much everything he needs at that stage, if that's the case. I would assume at this stage that certain people are going to be getting visits with dossiers. Hi, Mr. Kemp, sit down here. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, we want to talk to you about uh, a few things here. And just go through his dossier and say, you know what, you're dirty as hell. We expect you to do one, two, three. And if you don't do one, two, three, well, okay, we're going to do one, two, three, but we won't talk about our one, two, three. You've got some guy out there claiming there's lots of different flights now to Guantanamo. We have had an excessive amount of flights by the U.S. military within the United States. Almost as much in the past two months as we've had in the past two years. So something's afoot. What it is, we don't know because that's the hidden side. That's the side where they let us play the conjecture game. It's impossible to know. You've got the Gina Haspel, the former, former, I guess she's still the head of the CIA. She's what? She's dead. She's not dead. She's at Guantanamo. She's been injured in a firefight with U.S. Special Forces. All kinds of things are going on with her. 
You can run searches about her. Is Gina Haspel dead? Ask Alexa. She seems to think so. I believe. Check check your Alexa. I forget. Just check. I think it's Alexa. So lots of stuff is going on, everybody. The key point now is how do we get through the election and then how do we do about or go about conducting a scorched earth policy against these people? And that's what it's going to come down to. You cannot win the election and not ruthlessly root out those elements, the traitors, really, that sought to overthrow the United States government through a fraudulent rigged election. I'm talking CIA, FBI, DOJ, major democratic operatives, individuals, and I maintain from day one, the small individuals who are kind of stupid, I don't care if you put them away for 10, 12 years, you can pardon them down the road. Not pardon, you can go ahead and let them out a few years later. I think they'll get their hint. A lot of these old ladies, and they'll get it. But you take this black woman in, in Georgia, for instance, this Miss Ruby something or other, I probably shouldn't say her name on air, where it appears very clear that she's involving herself in some fraudulent activity, if it can be shown and proven, guess what? That type of person, you hang. You take them down entirely. You do not let them live at all. You simply either use firing squad or you hang them. And you send a very strong message to the next group of people that thinks that just because they're black and entitled and stupid, they can take over our government. Because that's really what this is. It's our government. Who is this little sleazy black scumbag to think that she has a right to take over our government? See, I get Trump in a way. I actually get him. He's not a bad guy. You know what I mean? He's just not a bad guy. He doesn't, I, I actually think he doesn't want to go down this route. He doesn't want, um, he just doesn't want to. Hi, going out to, uh, let's see, Cody, hi, but I gotta do something here. Hi, Cody, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Hey. hey, Dennis, this is Cody in Illinois. Hi, Cody, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. You really think anybody's gonna be scared of Trump when he has a crackdown on any of these governors or mayors doing what they're doing to people? No, that's the point. He's, I was just getting into that too. He's, he's too nice. He doesn't want to go after anybody. Every single one of them should be absolutely taken down. I don't care if you send in special forces during the middle of a Gavis, Gavin Newsom speech and you arrest him right there on live TV. You think he's too nice? I think he's just too much of a narcissist. He's too distracted. It's possible. I, I'm not going to cast judgment on one way or the other. That may be true. I don't know. I want to like the guy, but I, I really lost respect that he hasn't done anything, you know, with these these governors and what they're doing to people with this 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 virus situation and all these businesses going under. So, well, you know what? Know. It's now, question. Cody. It's played out now. Let's be honest. It's played out. The whole thing was theoretically, right? To 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 listen to everybody. Theoretically, it was to 
expose it so that everybody can see it. Okay, now you've done it. You've done it. Yes, we sacrificed a ton of money, a ton of wealth, a ton of opportunity to the population to pull this off. Now you got to do something. Tax the hell out of the windfall tax. Return that money back to the people. The the 1% took in a trillion dollars, okay? Tax the hell out of that as a windfall tax, a one-time windfall. Because I'm not here to say you should just steal everybody's money through the government. I don't believe in that either. But the windfall tax, take it and redistribute it. Straight up. Well, we we know the media is corrupt, so let me ask you this. I keep getting feedback, but... Uh, have have any officials been killed that they just haven't reported on? Because it, it blows my mind just on a percentage basis that these people that have gone bankrupt have their businesses closed down. Not Nobody has shot any of these officials yet. That just blows my mind if that's really true. Uh, none that I've heard of either. Yeah. You know, I, I would yeah. think that health officials would be scared to death, man. They should be so scared of the people right now. Because they're easy. I mean, somebody needs to make an example of it, especially I'm surprised in Staten Island, if you watch that video, the guy that opened up his bar and all the, apparently they were sheriff's goons. I didn't quite understand who, if they were Staten Island cops, somebody on Roger Sales show, he said that they were uh, some kind of sheriff's goons. Well, you'd think if it's an elected sheriff, he wouldn't be taking orders, you know, from the governor in the way that, that they were. But uh, anyway, I don't know. The, have you ever heard of Jesse Lee Peterson? He's a black guy with a YouTube channel, and he was in, on Infowars the other day, and I kind of looked him up. He he really is calling out the black community and, and the fact that, you know, all the the men that are, you know, raised by 75% women and how that is really uh, femi- feminized is not the right word, but, you know, made them emotional and, you know, not, not taught them to to act like men and i just it's a really interesting channel you know listen to him. he calls he calls out the black community and, and and i think you know and everybody just you know how the society that kind of fits in with how come no no men have you know your guys committing suicide but nobody's you know taken out any of these politicians before they've committed suicide that almost doesn't even make logical sense or maybe it goes to how they've made everybody so depressed first who knows? You know, all, all the maybe there's something they're putting in the food and stuff that makes everybody depressed before they're willing to act violently. Yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah. Then and rules of war. What is it? If you're going to die, you're going to take out one of the son of a bitches with you because there's no oh, choice. God, I would think so. Yeah, instead of just killing yourself. Yeah, you got a point there. If you're going to go kill yourself, why don't you make it useful and take somebody out with you that you know is part of the problem? Yeah, I, I, well, I'm in a business that's been affected by it, but it's not like I, you know, I'm going on a bar or something that's been shut down, and I just, I cannot believe what, you know. That's why I say I think maybe some have been killed and they've kept it quiet, but maybe, maybe either, you know. I know there was some small town around here a few months ago. The governor sent some kind of health department goons, but I don't think they shut them down. They might have had the, you know, the rednecks might have told them the way it was going to be if they shut them down. I don't know, but some of these guys just need to be hanging from the interstate or something, you know, interstate bridge, you know, do like the Mexican cartels do, you know, hang them, hang a few of them. And I think they get the idea, but yeah, anyway, I don't know. It's, it's unbelievable situation. I, I just can't believe where we're at that, that, you know, it's happening at this level. And then you've got the, the president who, as we were talking earlier, he, he's not helping defend. He's, I think he's just such a narcissist. He's only, 
you know, like you say, that maybe maybe it's a game that he's playing out, but a lot of people are committing suicide in the meantime while he's you know playing the game out. So, which is uh, obviously not a great thing. So, nope. and maybe yeah. they've done their calculations. They've done the calculations, man. Maybe they figured if they do something before, they can get a certain state of awareness in. Uh, even more people are going to die. You know, people do run these calculations, so it's just a devil's advocate yeah. position. But uh, I agree, man. <laughs> a lot of our yeah. listeners agree with you, too. <laughs> right. All right, thanks so much, Cody. Hey, Lottie, I like to hear a lot. He, he's kind of forceful, but I don't know. Those Canadians have let themselves be pretty well overrun, so it might, might all be talk, but I like to listen to him. If he's listening, he should call on in. Yeah. <laughs> Is Lottie... <laughs> Called in for a while. Uh, he was uh, last Saturday. Called in when we had uh, Gilad Atzman oh, on. That was an interesting take. If you haven't heard that show, listen to the okay. last hour. It was pretty interesting. Okay. All right, thanks, Cody. Guys. Thanks have so much. Day. All right, thanks. That's Cody, everybody. Um, you know, one thing too is, like people say, the reason why there's so many traitors out there, so many criminals in government, is simply because they're not. They're not, if you, I hate the word punish, you know, it's not a word I like. But they're just not punished. There's no responsibility meted out to these people. And this has been going on for who knows how long, but you look back to, let's say, 9-11, and who really, in the co-conspirator world, who really took a fall? Nobody. Not a single person took a fall for that. And why is that? Because the FBI is a criminal organization, Either that or they're grossly inept. And I've met some FBI agents in my day. They're freaking stupid. With all due respect, they're stupid. They're not that educated, folks. You would think that being in an intelligence agency like the FBI, you would be able to get some really bright guys and gals in there. Heck, when I was working on reporting, working with a case on the FBI back in the 90s, this, this gal in Georgia, the the big black mama walking around talking about doing all this fraud. They sent somebody out like that to talk to me. Seriously, just like that. I'm like, how are you sending me this oofus dumbbellus, which is a new breed of African-American apparently, to come and talk to me? How in the hell is she going to grasp even a simple sentence? And And after about three to four to five minutes of talking to her, it was clear she was dumb as a rock. I met with DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency, once on a something. In Los Angeles, this white guy, he was good, very good, very intelligent, very smart, understood the situation, was able to grasp it all, and was able to give advice. Big difference between working with Whitey and working with Blackie. Huge difference. I couldn't believe the difference, quite frankly. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. So part of the problem is we don't have quality people working for us inside of these agencies. You can't have a successful counterintelligence operation if the vast majority of your people are just a bunch of idiots. Okay? You need you need quality, decent people in there. And if the few and far between quality people aren't decent, then you're going to have a huge problem because it doesn't take much effort for a dishonest, unethical head of an FBI department to move a bunch of semi-quasi-literate ethical FBI agents in a certain way. It's just common sense. 
So we don't really go after those, ultimately, who are responsible for all of this criminality. And the most important element of this election cycle now is we want to see and must see a complete rooting out of the criminal elements in the Democratic Party, within the CIA, within the FBI. And I'll warn you this about this. Actually, we're going to go into break first. Yeah, there it is. All right, we'll pick this up on the other side. It's the Fetch, everybody. Inside the Eye, live intelligent media for the politically aware. Again, back after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Fetch, Inside the Eye, live uh, intelligent media for the politically aware, right here on Revolution Radio at Freedom Slips. Uh, dot com. Without further ado, we're going to run out to uh, Canada. Whoops, let me get rid of that first. That might be helpful, huh? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's run out to Canada now. Hi. Uh, going out to Canada, Lonnie, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Dennis. Thank good. you for taking my call. Thanks. You know, I was just listening to the, the bumper music, and you know, I, I'm aware that Nighthawk played the guitar and all that, and people who, who don't realize the amount of skill it takes to do some of that stuff. Like, I can shred, man. He was good. He's a good player. Nighthawk, huh? But, yeah. Anyway, um, was your last caller that I heard, uh, Bruce? Cody. Texas, was it? Cody. Cody, right, sorry. You know, his, his criticisms of Canadians are uh, uh, well-warranted. Um, but the one thing I wanted to point out is a lot of Americans and Canadians don't know this, that per capita we have the same amount of firearms as Americans do. Um, we have been mentally disarmed to use them just like Americans have been. Um, but uh, there's still lots of hardcore guys here um, just like down there. So I, I, we're really not all that different. Um, <clears throat> although at least I find Trump entertaining. Trudeau, God, I like to squish that guy like a bug. He's an annoying human being, man. Knowing Jew, he's Jewish. A lot of people don't know that if they if they uh, want to check his lineage. Uh, anyway, um, you know, I'm watching all this uh, election pageantry still play out, and among other things, of course, all this uh, massive ramp up of this uh, conditioning people of vaccinations, uh, mandatory vaccinations, and it's just amazing to me that the vaccine's not even uh, officially out yet. And how many times they've moved the goalpost already. Now uh, you're expected to take it on a regular basis at least once a year, not just one time and all this stuff. It's just carrot in front of the nose stuff, right? And anyway, I'm looking at all this stuff as nothing more than distraction to buy time. It's, it's, there's so much Sun Tzu art of war going on right now, it's not funny. And the bottom line is this. I'm just going to get to the ugly bottom line here with, with how I view the patriot community in the U.S. and Canada. Um, honestly, I don't think the patriots are really going to do a lot. I think you're going to see uh, most patriots die alone with a pile of brass around them. I do not question the fact that they will defend themselves and their, the people they care about and and their stuff. I have no question about that. But in terms of getting out there and doing what needs to do, I ain't buying it. I think the only potential there really are some of the hardcore vets. And I know some of those are Patriot guys. There's crossover there, right? Or some of the active guys. As you allude to often and did today, 
the police are absolutely your enemy from top to bottom. What's stopping me from dealing with kites right now, or us, not just me, the police? What's stopping us from dealing with this unbelievable, blatant, in our, rubbing our nose in it, election fraud, the police? You know, what, what's stopping us from going after these judges who are, are, are beginning to, like, refuse to even hear the cases? The police. So the police, I mean, they have it coming. And, you know, anyway, I, the single most important thing, I think, for people to focus on here is depopulation. They have not hidden that this is their goal. Listen to the quotes from Ted Turner. Listen to the quotes from Mikhail Gorbachev and uh, and other Jews. It Kissinger, goes on and on yeah. and on. It's yeah. not a it's not a little known fact. They are blatantly talking about killing off ninety to ninety five percent of the human population of this planet. They have absolutely set up the ability to do it. And as far as I look at the like again the pageantry of the election, we are being walked into a trap. And the division that's going on with this mask, no mask, and all this nonsense, which is starting to get really ridiculous. Um, well, not starting. It's, it's just increasingly ridiculous. Um, we're being lulled into a trap. Because if they pull the plug on the economy, sorry, not if, when they pull the plug on the economy, all of our possibilities of stopping this Jewish menace killing us off are done. We have lost at that point. And so, I, you know, I know we don't want to necessarily encourage violence per se um, from a legal standpoint, face-to-face. -face, I encourage violence every conversation I have. But the bottom line here is if we don't go after these SOBs now, we're done. Because, again, the day that we wake up and the global stock market collapses, on purpose, of course, by design, we're done. We're finished. It's going to be every man for himself at this point. <clears throat> we're not going to have the ability. I mean, we're going to be worried about protecting ourselves and gathering food, trying to find a shelter, you know, that we can keep warm in, this sort of thing. It, we're done at that point. They well achieved their depopulation goal. And as far as I can see, they're, they're starting to talk about now, you know, all this distraction, 2030 stuff. Uh, you know, you hear about 2050. All this is BS, man. It's distraction. They're, they are now saying they're going to have the, the world depopulated by 2025. That's four years, people, and it's not going to happen 1159 of 2024. It's, it's starting now. It's obviously with an unfortunate out-of-control suicide number that's going on now. Um, it's it's that, a rapid race to the bottom of, of their end game, starting in the next handful of months. And if we wake, again, if we wake up one day, and we uh, it, it, stock market collapse. We have lost that game because at that point, you know, you, we're just scrambling around like rats to stay alive. At that point, we're not going to be hunting down these sob Jews who did this to us. I, that's not how this is going to play out. And so, we're in a kill or be killed situation. And you know, people have got to look at. For their mindset, it's important. Like I'm going to read a, a quote that I'm sure everybody knows. It's kind of cheesy from a movie, but it's so dead on. It's Clint Eastwood, Josie Wales, right? Now remember, when things look bad and it looks like you're not going to make it, then you got to get mean. I mean, plum mad dog mean. Because if you lose your head and you give up, then you neither live nor win. That's just the way it is.
Now, I know it's a cheesy movie quote, but it's not. It's real war. And I hear, I hear so many uh, patriot host types going, yeah, we're in a war. I, we all say this. I get it. But I'll be honest. I don't think they really get it. And I'll tell you why. I had a, a long conversation last night with a guy about half my age who woke up at a young age. What was going on? I spent the last five years focusing this kid. He, he, he gets about 95% of it. What he doesn't get, which I was really hammering on him last night, is you do not understand war because he hasn't experienced it. He doesn't understand. The bottom line here is, you know, you're going to be living freaking Terminator movie kind of thing. Uh, well, a little different than that, of course. But uh, this is where we're headed very rapidly. This division in the population with the no-mask thing, it's getting so ridiculous that we're focusing on the nonsense instead of dealing with I, – I, I can get to any local mayor I want to get to who's pushing this stuff. Any town councilman I want to get to. It's only the highest level ones that have their little private armies and their armored vehicles, and they fly around in helicopters to any one of their their 20 mansions they own around the planet. They're harder to get to, you know. But everybody else is easy. Yeah, everybody yeah, and back. And Lonnie, I just want to – Lonnie, we have other people calling in here, but I just want to add that um, it's really important that you understand you're not in the minority, and not everybody – in a battle are at the front lines pulling the trigger. There's lots of people who take casualties, who support the effort and are involved in the effort, and Americans need to advance to this way of thinking. Just like you saw the BLM operations, you had your frontline people, hands up, don't shoot, but behind the scenes you had those who were going to shoot and who were doing the violence, and that's something that the American people really in various communities should talk about with their families, their wives, their cousins, everybody saying, hey, look, guys, you know, this is, let's go to the courthouse. You know, we're going to have 5, 10, 20 people behind you, and uh, this is how it's going to work. But don't talk about it online. Talk about it in private because obviously with NSA capabilities, you can't talk online. But you have every right to defend your community. So get out there and do it. Well, to that end, Dennis, I'm going to tell a true story about uh, the development in my life. Just that, a long time ago, very long time ago, when I figured out what was going on, I eventually realized it was the Jews. But of course, you go through the Zionist distraction, you go through the Jewish elite distraction, until you really study Judaism and you understand it's the whole bloody thing from top to bottom. Every little one, they start teaching their children, right? Where do they think that Jewish adults come from, right? Okay, so you figure all that out, and then you go through that, you know, well, this has been going on for thousands of years. How do people deal with it? Blah, 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 and here we are. None of it worked. None of it. Because we didn't do the one thing we should have done 3,000 years ago. I'd say before the last ice age, actually. You can see evidence of it before that, too. But the bottom line here is when I figured out the only possible solution, this goes back quite some time now. I'm talking it had to be 15 years ago. I did a simple search online. Who is blatantly saying it online? What the only thing is, I found four people, believe it or not. Only four. Now, I'm sure, you know, the, the net's a big place, right? But I could only find four. That was Bruce Campbell, flat out saying it. Uh, Birdman Bryant, who's now dead, flat out saying it. And a guy named James LaFray, who at the time start, had a website called Whites Won't Win, and he now has one called White, My White TV, and he does interviews with people. Um, about what's going on and then and that was it and myself because i was saying it on comments on blogs and i understood early on especially but personally 
developing a friendship with Bruce Campbell I, and learning from him, too. I, I fully understood that it's not wise to play in the propaganda game and the trigger-puller game. The only reason why I ever jumped into those dual arenas is because I, it, I was absolutely convinced by being on the most Jew-wise exposure blogs in the world, they were not getting it. I'm like, how could these people have this much knowledge of Jewish history and Jewish criminality and malfeasance and not understand the solution, especially the Jewish Christians? They, they were, they, they would fight you. Oh no, we can't do this. We can't do that. I'm like, oh, yeah, and God, it's amazing too, because, you know, this week, Lonnie, you've got the, I don't know what, what uh, year it is, but the commemoration of the, the Christian Armenian genocide, you know, and the Armenians are out in mass right. this week. And imagine if this were done to the Jewish people. See, the, the Jewish people are the most unethical, dishonest people out there. They know their brethren were involved in that, and then they want to pretend as if somehow it just showed up out of nowhere. And they can't fathom that this is something that's never been visited upon them, ever. Yet they want us all to believe it did. And that's really the, the success of their group strategy is to convince everybody that what they have been guilty of to the tune of 150 some odd million less, just last century has never ever been visited upon them. Actually, I disagree with you. It's about 350 million when you take the, uh, the opium, uh, wars, uh, genocide. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, fair, the, enough. The fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, it, uh, probably higher actually because of all the other ways, medical you know, tyranny. We all know this, so it's it, it's. Well, if so you add that in, it's a million it's every three athlete. years in America. Every three years is a million more. Right. Yes. Right. And so, anyway, so what I was getting at before was, I still don't think to this day that the most Jew wise. There's exceptions, like yourself. There's others, but the most Jew wise in this world, the Jew wise community do not understand the only possible way of stopping this Jewish menace. There is no other way. Again, like I said to that creep piece of garbage Jew, Claude Osmond, the bottom line here is they will not reason. They tell you this. They will not negotiate. They will not stop. And our goal is to genocide you. There's no more conversation to be had on the solution. The only conversation there is face-to-face on how you're going to do it in your local AO, you do operating area of operations. You do not need to communicate with other groups of people. The Jew-wise have to be the leadership in terms of everybody knows what needs to take place. I do not need to take communicate with a Jew-wise guy in Atlanta or Japan or Saudi or the Philippines, anywhere else. I don't need to communicate. We all have a common understanding. If we don't do this, we are going to be genocided. That's it. That's the understanding. And that the, the, the Jewish community to this day still aren't getting that. And so that's why I embarked on that very dangerous arena of, of promoting that, the understanding of that, a long time ago. And I'm, I'm only just beginning to see people start to froth at the mouth here. But what the, my dire warning is to people Guys out there, on hold, if you could you mute your mic, please. Guys on hold, if you Sorry, can mute. I have three calls on hold. Guys, if you're on hold, can you okay, mute I'm your gonna, mic real I'm, quick? Now, I'm going to split right now. My dire warning to people out there is if you allow them to crash it and institute this great reset, we have lost. 
Uh, I agree. All right. Let's first go out. Okay. Thanks, Sonny. I'm going to go out first to an unknown caller. Uh, You've been waiting the longest. Hi. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Good afternoon, Fetch. It's Miles from Maine. Miles from Maine. Hi, Miles. How you doing? How are you? Been a little while since you called in. A little bit. How you been, buddy? Your shows have been great. Well, that's a good thing to hear, considering the, the, the difficult keeping, times we're in. You're keeping up the performance, for sure. You know, it's been difficult, too, because with too. this, you know, Miles, with all of the the election stuff going on, there's a huge amount of interest in alternative media now, so it's very difficult in some ways to try to keep up to the level that you should expect you know, if you're a new person to come in and listen, you want to obviously hear something good because you're giving that person a chance. So it's been a bit of a challenge to try to keep it at that level. Well, you've had excellent ratings, Fetch. Have you checked them out? Uh, no, I don't know anything about it, to be honest. I assume it's good. Yeah, your ratings, very, yeah, very good, I'd say. Uh, I just wanted to um, warn that caller from Canada that, um, you know, that I believe he thought that Canada had more firearms than the United States. No, per capita, not more firearms. Per capita, it's about the same. They can't have more. I mean, there's only 20, there's only 20 million Canadians, so on a per capita basis, it's about comparable. Yeah, I don't even think that could even possibly be true because they say, uh, there is something in the fact that over a hundred million Americans have more than one firearm. So There's over four hundred million I, I firearms in America, and that's more than yeah. every single military combined in the world today. Not to say that they don't have more exactly. lethal firepower, but as far as light arms go, Americans have more weapons in their hands than every military combined. And you know, I do, I do wish Canada the best in that endeavor. And, and actually, I, I wish any nation the best in, uh, in their pursuit of trying to maintain their firearms, maintain their ability to defend themselves. Um, that's just like a God-given right that goes across borders, in my opinion. Yes. And, it's uh, funny, too. Here in I, Saudi, sure they're trying Canada. to actually open up the firearms market. They're still working on the regulations, I hear, to actually allow expanded firearm ownership. Yeah. Believe it or well, not. That's what I always got a kick out of when you see these old videos of Saddam Hussein coming down the streets and this and that. And you'd have people there with automatic weapons in the crowd, and they'd be shooting in the air, and everything's giving them a salute. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's how that's how confident he was with his people. I mean, could you see a, a group coming down? Well, you wouldn't see it anyway. You wouldn't see any Democratic supporters carrying guns and firing them to salute Biden or Pelosi or uh, anyone like that. But could you imagine uh, if they did? I mean, those people never come back again. Yeah, they would never, never come to another one of her own rallies. So <laughs> it's true. Miles, got a question for you. You're up in Maine. Did Maine fall to Biden, or was this a fraud? was this also a fraud, a fluke? I haven't really been keeping up on it, but I, you know, from everything I'd see, I've seen, I mean, it could it might may have been fixed. But I don't see how it could have fallen to Biden. It, you know, anything is possible. Uh, 
and and perhaps it was, but uh, I think at at this point, I think all of these issues here are, are kind of folklore at the, at this point because we we just don't know. And I haven't heard of an awful lot of vote tampering in Maine, uh, but you know perhaps there perhaps there was. I mean, we do have a couple kooky people we elect out there, and so it could be possible. But I think it's folklore. I think Trump. You know, everybody knew that the landslide was coming. And the Democrats knew they couldn't stop it. So their way of preparing for it was through thievery. So that's the policy that they enacted. That's that's my opinion of it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty straight it's to the point. Out. Yeah, it's straight to the point. You know, for us, it's more of a coup d'etat. Rather, it's thievery, yes, but it's a coup d'etat against the nation equally. So I would treat this as... Highest yeah, level think, of treason out there. I think it appears to me that it's playing out that way, and then uh, I think Trump is putting on a very good, uh, what you might say is an evidentiary hearing or whatever to the public. Uh, yes. Listen, I mean, obviously these, yeah, obviously these corrupted courts aren't listening because they have some other sort of interest. But anyone who's even nominally listening with the uh, with a, a modest uh, amount of, of uh, you know, unbiased opinion, would have to say what you hear from Trump, what you're hearing from Giuliani, what you're hearing from, you know, Lynn Wood and uh, Powell and these people. Guys, just one second. Miles, 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 hold on. Everybody on hold, yeah. please mute your mic. If you're on hold, please mute your mic. You can listen, but mute the mic, please. Okay, go ahead, Miles. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to think that speaking to anybody reasonable, you'd have to say, wow, this is astonishing. I would like to know more. I mean, was Haskell uh, hit? Was uh, so-and-so? I mean, who is Haskell? I mean, you know, she, she has no specific training that I know of. I mean, she's no uh, Jane Rambo. Or yeah, I was know. thinking the same I mean, thing. Why would Yeah, why would a Gina Haskell with very little firearms training and certification, in theory anyways, be sitting there trying to defend or at, yeah, no. at a warehouse in Frankfurt to protect a server farm. But maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe she was there yeah. to coordinate. They were by the Serbians or whatever the heck it was, and they were ducking and dodging fire and all this kind of stuff. But I'm not saying, you know, and Haskell very well may have been there and her, her detachment of uh, thugs got shot at by the U.S. military because I, I still don't think the U.S. military plays too many games. So I and the CIA, I mean that that's astonishing to me too. How the CIA? When was the last time they got in a gun battle? You know, I mean, I mean uh, our FBI doesn't even get in very few gun battles. Not you know? not in a legitimate so way. They'll, they'll shoot puppies all day, but that's yeah, about I mean, it. if she got shot, it was because there was a fray going on and uh, and somebody missed a shot or something like that and it found its way to her. But, uh, yeah, she's nobody that's going to stop uh, the U.S. military that I can see, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, and apparently this, this turf war between the U.S. military and the CIA, it's been known and going on pretty much for 50, 60 years. We're talking about a generational conflict that is really coming to a oh, head yeah. from basically all of us old 
school guys, you know. The new school guys don't even get it because they didn't live in our era where we built everything. Now they're just kind of like, I don't know, inheriting it. But this is like a generational thing where the old school is either going to die or be killed. It's one or the other. Either good will prevail or it won't. I believe you can even go as far back to um, listen to some of the Gene, uh, what's it, Gene Tatum story, Chip Tatum story, mm-hmm. and uh, and he <clears throat> he um, has kind of signaled the same thing that this uh, struggle, this this uh, uh, pursuit of, of power between the two uh, has gone on and. You know the military's got to resent somebody from the CIA trying to tell them what to do and call the call the shots. But um, and I think possibly from what I can recall, if I'm correct, I, I think that kind of thing was going on in Vietnam too. Yeah. Okay, Miles. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the yeah. call. We're going to be going into a break now. Hey, good talking to you. Equally, good call back. You, Don't be so such a stranger now. All right, that's Miles. Everybody out in All Maine. Right. All right, we're going into a break now. We will be back with, I think, uh, got two more calls online. Hold through the break, guys. We'll be back right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It is the fetch. It is uh, again Saturday, no, December, uh, the 5th, uh, 2020. And hope you're having a good Saturday. Hope you're enjoying the show. We're going to go out now to the 314. I believe that's Art in St. Louis. Hi. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Hey, Fetch. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Hey, um, you know, I think we all know that this is, you know, our last chance for freedom to keep freedom. And I know Donald Trump knows it. Believe me, he's smart. He knows what's going on. He's commander-in-chief of the military, and uh, I think before Sidney Powell even attempts to go to the Supreme Court and all that crap, he just needs to do his thing and, you know, you know, start placing people under arrest, have the military just take over and start putting people under arrest, and they're going to do exactly what he tells them to do. You know and what I was worry, thinking on this one? Down. You know, Art, here's the thing about this issue that I, I didn't mention it and I meant to bring it up earlier, so now's a good time because you kind of got it back on the table. All of these polling places, now I'm hearing that the DOD, we don't know, but the DOD installed their own private network of cameras. That's number one. Number two, if you know this is going down, how many of these witnesses inside there are nothing but Trump plants on top of it? where we sent in our own people as quote-unquote observers to check everything out. And there's nothing is really innocent here. It looks innocent. Oh, well, I just happened to be this guy, and I was. this is what happened to me. I wonder how many of these are, I, I don't know. I would think some would be. If not Trump, you're, you, why not, dude? Uh, but some of these people are actually being put in there as moles to check it out. Plus you had your own private camera feeds. And I believe they did. You know why? You know why I believe that? Uh, You know, I see calls coming in, but they're not linking here. Because when you look at some of these pictures, they're zooming in on people, which means somebody's commanding the camera. You you notice that? Yeah. Well, I think think we have plenty of proof right now 
The election was a total fraud all over the whole country. The Dominion computers are designed for all that. We, all, we know all that. It's a total fraud. Trump won. No doubt about it. No question. Okay, it's time to take him down, and Trump knows this. Just give it another week or two. He's going to take him down. Don't worry. I know he is. If he doesn't, then he's not as smart as I thought he was, but I believe he's going to, and he's not going to let it go to the Supreme Court and all that crap. They're not going to do anything. They're just going to get paid. All you got to do is pay off what, a couple of judges to get it to go their way. You know, and money, money talks, so. You can buy off Supreme Court people. You can buy off anybody. Um, so I think he needs to just take command. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's in control of the military. The time is you now. You know what? Trump is one and of the I few people. That. Yeah, I think. And he's also one of the few people I would trust. I may be misplaced, but I would trust to give him that power to clean house. Uh, he's not someone I fear he's, that's going to screw one. me. He's our last chance. I, I kind our, of agree. He's our last chance. Everybody knows it. So I hope he's ruthless. I, I mean, I want him to be as ruthless as they have said they're going to be to him and his family once they're in power. Well, they basically he, told yeah, him, I we're so going to get you. I hope so, too, and I, I think he's going to do it. Uh, if he doesn't, he know, I mean, he knows this is the last chance to get these guys. This is it. it. There'll never be another fair election ever. There'll never be another guy with Trump's, you know, like Trump or somebody that's got the power and the people behind him again, if it doesn't happen now. So he knows all this. Don't worry. It's going to come down. That's all I wanted to say. All right. Thanks for the call. That's very all good. Right. Okay. Telephone okay, lines buddy. now open. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Uh, the telephone lines have opened. And okay. Hi. Going out to, I believe, Hawaii, 808 Freedom Week. Hi. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Well, I don't want to be selfish. I thought I had two more callers in front of me. Well, people drop but, off. Okay. Well, Rotten Peach State greetings, Fetch. Yes, isn't it? You see some of the videos yeah, coming out of Florida, and then you get all these news people saying, oh, this is shit. This has all been debunked. <laughs> yeah, you got to check out that lady, Kamala. I name exactly. She is, uh, she's just uh, a force to be reckoned with. And she gave a very compelling testimony in Michigan. But uh looks like the Georgia optics uh, collapsing that uh, deep state narrative. Which I think and was I necessary. Think I think uh, my personal view is Trump wants this to play out first through the congressional, not the congressional, constitutional avenues. This way it doesn't look like he's a, a dictator. He's using the military to take over the country and stuff like that. So it just doesn't look good optics if he does it. Just says, no, I'm declaring martial law and I'm taking over the country. That looks bad. So I want, I, I know he would like to see like, it resolved. Right. A deranged, uh, dictator, Sor Luther. Yes. He laid out for the American people to see it with their own eyes. It is. There you go. So, and uh, I'd like to refer your attention to the suitcase video. Have you heard of that one? I haven't seen it in its entirety because I heard it was suitcases. It's not suitcases. It's boxes. She's not doing anything wrong. She's just pulling out extra boxes from under the tables. But I saw one. It looked like it was rather sneaky. You know, they come over and they look like they're grabbing something. It looks yeah. sneaky. Let me, let me lay it out in the interest of time. Oh, Harry. Four suitcases, Cobb County, Georgia, were stuffed with Biden ballots. 
and they were loaded into the voting machines during the burst water pipe shutdown ruse when everything was supposed to have been stopped, right? Ostensibly, people are tired or the water pipe broke. You know, they pick your excuse depending on what state you're in. But Georgia had this uh, very minimum, minor uh, water pipe uh, burst. It wasn't even near the building, it, it seems. But they used that as a ruse to go in and insert those Biden ballots. And that was uh, documented by uh, via uh, surveillance video. So I would uh, urge you. I do have the link. I can put the link in your uh, Skype chat. So Okay, yeah, do that and I'll check it out. But oh, and as far as Nikki Haley, uh, she herself didn't offer any resistance. She was over there. This was in Germany, but it was U.S. soil. It was a, a CIA uh, enclave. We'll yeah, we talked about Thursday night. This was actually U.S. territory. Right, but Nikki wasn't the gun wielding uh, uh, d- defender. Her personal bodyguard uh, offered resistance, and so that's what uh, escalated, you know, the fight. Was that the what you heard? It's not Nikki Haley. Yeah. It's uh, somebody else. Has Gina Haspel. Gina Haspel. Yes, thank you. Haspel. <laughs> yeah. Nikki. <laughs> oh, like me. where but was anyway, Nikki yeah, involved? Okay. Right. Cool. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you got dozens of callers. So well, some are uh, still trying to get in. Yes. Okay. Thanks so much okay, for the call. Later. That's eight oh eight to everybody out in Hawaii. Uh, telephone lines have now reopened up. If you'd like to give us a call in, it's 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. Just want to state that there has been some developing news coming out of Michigan. There has been a courthouse now. It has been surrounded by, as they say now, patriots, and they are blocking county officials from going into the building allegedly, purportedly to prevent them from actually wiping clean the machine. The machine, this area, was paid for by a Zuckerberg. That would be Zuckerberg of Facebook fame. So it was paid for by a Zuckerberg entity. And again, it is saying here, Antrim County Judge in in Michigan orders forensic examination of 22 Dominion voting machines. And one of those is where the 6,000 that were involved that flipped the election were actually there. So now the building has been surrounded by uh, patriots, by Americans, by patriots. It kind of sounds good, right? And they are now effectively preventing anybody from going in or out of the building. And the it is now rumored that a U.S. government team is en route to intercept this equipment. So we will have to see how all of that goes down. Out to the 201 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Rich, what a great show you have. You scam me. Uh, I, this is Dan the Man. Yeah, hi Dan. How are you? Well, I've seen better days, that's for sure. Well. I want to talk about the Jew. All right. First of all, what I'm going to say came out of my good friend's mouth, I'm sure you know, Sean David Morton. They took out his eye. They went up into his brain, took a 160 IQ and put him into the forest gunk range. And now they're cutting off his tongue for cancer. Because he came out with things that, like, you know, make your show 
look weak. And that's not being disrespectful of you because I love your show. But he said, now let this sink in. One of the things he said, he said that in every Israeli embassy in the United States and elsewhere is a nu nuclear suitcase bomb. Every embassy has a nuclear suitcase bomb. It is not for more to say. Yeah, I, I'm not aware of that, but it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest with you. They do have their Samson option. So something like that would not surprise me at all. Well, that's, that's, for me, that's the end of the game. No. It's never the end of the game. The game is never over. Life is perpetual here. It's going to well, be tough to shut the whole planet down. Well, let me say this to him, all right? Four years, Trump had every opportunity to charge people, especially the media and politicians, with treason. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. At the rallies, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. lock up? Nobody. So, like, you know, being the paranoid old man that I am, I I doubt very much that this is all real. I think it's just theater, and it's over. But what, what did the Jefferson say? The media was controlled in his day. And tell their ministers lies. Quote, I don't read a single newspaper and feel infinitely more the happier for it. The man who reads newspapers don't know anything at all. Oh, no, the man who reads newspapers is better, who don't read newspapers, is better educated than the man who does. Yeah. Well, that's uh, very well true so, today, mean, too. Like, so, I mean, like, look, you got a nation of, uh, another quote, a nation of sheep breeds a government of wolves. Jefferson. They're all sheep. They can have all the guns they want. When they come knock on the door, they're going to say, give me your guns or you all go to jail, you and your family. What sort of people going to do? They take them. All right. Okay, Dan, we got lots of callers on the line running out of time here. Thanks so much for the call. Call I'll back say, again. Thank you for taking my call. All right. Thank you thank now. You. Let's go out to 949 Jack, and then we got 573 on the line also. 949 Jack. Hi. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Hi, Fetch. Uh -oh. To uh, quote Thomas Paine, to argue with the person who has renounced the use of reason is like administering medicine to the dead. Yeah, I like that quote, too. It's been floating around lately a lot. Another one that I've been seeing is it shows just a bunch of sheep and one or two dogs, and it says the 
how does one dog control all these sheep? Through fear. Even though the sheep could easily overwhelm the dog, so. Yeah, you know, I, I really appreciate Lonnie and, uh, this last caller. I agree with him as you would. Yeah, actually, I know you're on that side. Actually, I know you guys. You're more on Dan the man's side of the argument where you really don't think this is a whole lot. It's theater. Uh, and, and you guys may be right. You know what I mean? I'm, I, what, what can I say, right? But we're going to find out soon enough. I mean, it's, it's, the head is now drawn. The die's cast. We're going to find out within another 40 days, 50 days. Period. Well, I think the, 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 uh, fork in the road is going to be the needle. And when they say to you, sorry, Fetch, you can't fly back to the Philippines unless you have certification that you have a vaccination or, you know, get back to work once you're in the Philippines, that's when you're going to be pressed. And uh, the same is going to be for any of us. You can't get into a store to buy groceries. Yes. Uh, you can't renew your driver's license because you don't have certification of COVID vaccination. So, you know, this is where it's going to, this is where the revolution is going to start. Um, I'm not going to take the vaccination. And if there's any force, and forces can be soft and it can be hard. Soft can be you can't enter the store, you can't get your driver's license renewed, uh, et cetera. So, yeah. This is how they're going to wage war on. Yeah, I know the Canadian, one of the top, Dr. David Williams, he's one of the top Canadian health officials is saying, look, we can't actually say and force people to get the vaccine. We actually can't do that. But what we can do is create the conditions to where people will be unable to move unless they get the vaccine. And that's the steps they are going to be taking. Yeah, I mean, does that mean that the government's going to allow a business to thwart the policies of the government and create like a, a Costco where you have a private membership where you can enter the store and purchase goods with, without having to be vaccinated? Yes, that's what, yeah, that that's, and then of course, once you go down that road, those corporations would be stupid because the second somebody gets damaged, because somebody's going to get damaged from the vaccines, that's why the liability clause is there. The big companies are not going to get that protection. They are going down because you made me get it. You said I can't have this unless I, now you're, you're going to be liable. So all of these corporations, you're going to find massive lawsuits and perhaps the destruction of a lot of these companies because people are damaged because they want to partake in society that was mandated by Costco or United Airlines or Qantas Airlines, whatever the case may be. So, you know, it's going to come to a head. It's again, without taking out these health officials, uh, that's step one. The health officials have to be removed. They are a danger to the Republic. And until people grasp that, uh, they're just not going to get it. The media is a danger to the public. I'll tell you what, Jack, tomorrow, if we had the media spinning the story that COVID was all a lie, it was all a scam and broadcast that for 24 you know, t- t- two weeks, three weeks, five weeks, this thing's over. It's done. So it's all a media-generated scare thing, period. Giving the media for six weeks, well, and we talk about how it was a scam. It was brought about by unscrupulous health officials. We've arrested 50,000 of them across the nation. We have so much treason, it's unbelievable. Then the people are going to back off. So it's all purely in the minds created by the media. And I think that the uh, general American uh, does connect the dots that the media is the culprit. Um, but uh, to switch gears on you, the Jews have been waging war on us, humanity, for centuries. 
It's been covert. It's become more apparently overt in the last hundred years. It's apparently becoming very overt in the next few months. And uh, there's got to come a time, I agree with Lonnie, where all of us who know who the external threat is to humanity has to come to that fork in a road and realize. Well, you, everybody has to understand is. it's, guys, I, I'm not disagreeing, but you have to do it in a populist uprising point of view. You're going to have to have masses of people to back you. You cannot be lone wolves. Much more difficult to operate. So once you make it a populist uprising, you can bring it down much more, much more effectively well, and safely. What are we waiting for? Well, get out there and talk to people, man. That's what it takes. Everybody's got to talk and get together. All right, Jack, let me get going. We got others on the line. Thanks for the call. Stay in touch. Let's go out to the 573 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Hey, Fritz. Yeah, this is Rumpel's Fritzkin. How are you, Fritz? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Hey, um... I don't know if I agree about the populist uprising. I, I always kind of like the idea of the stalk and snipe because, you know, if these guys, these guys never know where it's coming from, you know, and they never know who's going to be next. Uh, I'll tell you uh, what, you know, I'll tell you what, stock, uh, I agree with you equally. I think there's nothing wrong with the stock and snipe. Everything has now, to be, can, well, everything has to be, but you, you can take down, you know, dangerous individuals that way and i'm surprised there aren't more you know vietnam vets you know who are dying of cancer who will go out there and defend us right now put their lives on the line they did it before but listen anyway that's not what i called for do you think you think they're going to allow yoga pants and gitmo Uh, maybe well because if they do that nora o'donnell she's going to be one hot looking detainee man well, there you go. There's, maybe they can help pay for the. They can just video her all day. Maybe we can use the proceeds to help pay for this thing. <laughs> hey, listen. This is what I called for. I just ran across this little thing this week. You know, in uh, there was somebody posted a document from the Secretary of State of Missouri uh, regarding uh, Dominion in Missouri. And as of last fall, they were delinquent in their taxes, and under law. They were their corporation was dissolved and uh, prevented from operating in this state. Now I don't know whether they caught up on their taxes, you know, since last fall when this document was issued, or if they're operating or if they're operating illegally. My information was they only operated and they only were only used in four counties in this state. But anyway, what was really interesting to me was. Their address, 9666 Olive Boulevard. Now, I know Olive Boulevard. That That's in my school district growing up. And that's an extremely Jewish neighborhood. Uh, as the Jews migrated west in the 50s, this, Olive, this little town called Olivet was built up. Mostly really cheap California-style ranch houses. I wouldn't even call them mid you know, mid-century modern because they, architecturally, they were kind of, you know, dull. You know, they were just really cheap cracker box ranch houses, and they surrounded my school, my my neighborhood, and all, you know, and flooded my school district in the fifties. But um, Olivet is a Jewish neighborhood, 
And um, wasn't it interesting that Dominion is located right there? Now, right around the corner, less than a mile away, is the Jewish Community Center, which is the home of the Holocaust Center. And, I don't know, a couple hundred yards west of there is the Monsanto World Headquarters, Bayer now, I guess. And um, uh, I just thought that was really interesting, that they're right there in the heart of Jewtown. Uh, that's very interesting. That's not interesting. That's very interesting because nobody else other than a Jewish person would think to put their stuff there. So there's something obviously within the, the community of the Jewish community that, that perhaps needs to be dug out deeper. Well, maybe they wanted to have an office near the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's correct. Uh, can we get who the file, who this was filing? Was it done by a Jewish group, by a Jewish agent, or what? What was what done? Uh, the filing with the uh, initial, uh, yeah, the, the Secretary of State the, to create the business. The Secretary, Secretary of State was the one that notified them that they were in violation and that their, their corporation was hereby dissolved. So how do they operate in a, in a, how do they operate if well, they are not allowed to legally operate? The, paper, the paperwork that I saw was from September of 19. So I don't know if they paid their back taxes and got reinstated or if they're operating illegally or what. But, you know, all of it, we, we just had a, 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 a atrocious um, rolling gun battle on the highway last week and an innocent woman got caught in the middle and she got killed. Just like that story that's in the news this morning about, well, it happened somewhere else. I forget where, maybe Kentucky or somewhere, but some poor gal got blown away on the highway innocently. But so Olivet, and this happened in Olivet or in the highway going through Olivet. And uh, I happened to see that they caught the guy or they caught a suspect. And so they had a live uh, press conference last night. Uh, of course, the chief of police's name is David Wolf. David, mm. yeah. as in King David. Wolf, yeah, David, yeah. Um, is the police chief in Olivet. I thought it'd be fun to call him and ask him if he'd been by the, if he knew that Dominion was, uh, that the corporation had been dissolved and could he go by there and see if they're still in business? Mm. You know, just to follow with this, you know, these reports of uh, violence and stuff, he said, somebody said that our undoing will be the fact that we refuse to use any violence. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I've am i never been a violent person. I'm not the biggest guy in the world. I didn't hang out in the locker room, yeah. and, and, you know. And uh, do all that sports stuff. Fritz, and, you know, we, Fritz, uh, we're just gonna have to and, leave and, it. Fritz, we're absolutely out of time. Breaks going for fairly strong. Okay, but so, but yeah, I agree. I think I don't think I think uh, you know I, I'm I'm about ready. We're I'm out. Sure. I'm almost seven.